Church, let us go to the Word of God now from the book of Proverbs. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, book, and those words are both inspirational, they are challenging, they are chapters for each and every day that give us truth and wisdom for our walk with Jesus. This is the uh, King James Version of this text from Proverbs. Let us say these words responsibly. Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, we gather this day for worship. We gather, Lord, in your house, Lord, to be filled with the Spirit, to sing along with the hymns of the faith, O God, to have the Spirit, your presence, poured into us, Lord, through prayer and certainly through the reading and the proclamation of your word. Lord, we cannot do it by ourselves. We need a higher power. We need a mighty power. We need the almighty power, the almighty God that is you, Lord. We gather around this table, not just as Benton Methodists, but Christians around the world, recognizing that this very day, Lord, is World Communion Sunday. So from Rome, Italy, to Benton, Louisiana, to Boise, Idaho, Lord, we are gathered this day, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, participating in something that is bigger than us, but it is pointing somewhere. It is pointing to Jesus Christ the Savior. It is pointing to what He instilled in each and every one of us, something that He taught us, something that He instructed us to do. He said, take, eat. Let us remember that this day. He said, follow me. So when we approach the table on this communion Sunday, let us remember, certainly, our own souls. Let us remember, Lord, the body of Jesus Christ. Let us remember the many souls this day that gather in the places of worship that they are, Lord. Gathered around and bonded by faith in Jesus Christ. Coming, although broken and sinful, to the throne of grace, to the table, to be set free in Jesus Christ. So let us always, in everything that we do, choose not the world, choose not idolatry, choose not the way of sin, but to choose Jesus Christ, to choose the Holy Spirit, to choose the mighty God that we love and serve, to choose grace, to choose life rather than death. We come before this table, although sinful, to be made whole and redeemed, to remember and to choose 
that redemptive work that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary. Church, if you would, please join me in this very redemptive prayer that was meant to be said and offered often, both in the body, but also in the day-to-day. That is the Lord's Prayer. Join me now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So church, I am turning to the Gospel of Matthew this morning, the 26th chapter, verses 26 through 29. So I'm going to ask out of respect for the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a way of honoring him, if you would please stand this morning. This is our Lord and Savior instituting the last Lord's Supper. Hear now these words. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until this day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And you may be seated, church. Thank you. So church, as I was reading and and praying and preparing for this morning's message and with, of course, it being Communion Sunday and the added significance of it being World Communion Sunday, what what really spoke to me about this text was this common theme that I'm reading into it, choices choices that we have to make every day, a a choice that Jesus is putting forth to those followers uh, before him that are eating with him, dining with him, a, a, a choice that he is presenting to them that I want to talk about this day. So let's let's just think, if you would, just for a moment about choices, okay? Choices are something that you and I, okay, have to make every day, do we not? Choices, whether we are in our work week or whether we are in our days of retirement, we still have to make 
choices literally about everything. Think about this. We have to choose our career. We choose the friends that we make. We choose who to marry, of course, with God's help. We choose our hobbies. We choose what to spend our time on. Think about it like this. God has gifted you and I with the ability to choose, okay? Just take that in a minute. The Almighty God has blessed us, you and I, with the ability to make choices every day. So I'm going to go to a text that builds on this idea of choice, okay, of choosing daily. Some of these choices, they're big choices. They're huge choices. Other choosing that we do might be small. It might be very minuscule. Biblically speaking, okay, let's go to the book of Revelation and see how the Savior presents this idea of choice. If you are turning there, please go to Revelation 3, chapter 20. It is on the screen for you. Listen to this. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Ah, there you go. There's the invitation. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door. That's the choice that you and I have. I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. The knock. Hey, am I going to answer the door? Am I not? Am I going to choose to ignore that knock? Am I going to choose not to open that door? Or am Am I going to get up with boldness, with faith, with courage? Get up and go and answer that door in real time and when literally Jesus is knocking. There it is, the invitation. Do we choose to get up and open this door? And that is where I want to challenge each and every one of us. That is where the church, the body of believers, needs to be thinking about choices, about choosing, of course, in faith. So think about it this way. Start asking yourself this very day. When you are faced with a choice that you have to make, okay, in real time, whether it is a choice that is a big one, a gigantic choice you have to make, or a very minute one. Ask yourself this in making this choice. Does this choice support the life that I want to walk with Jesus Christ? As people of faith, as Bible-believing followers of Jesus Christ, let us always think that way. Instill that question literally into your mind and into your spirit and heart. Let me say it again, okay? When faced with a choice, whether it is a small one or a big one, 
okay? Ask yourself, does this choice support the life that I want to walk with Jesus Christ? And you see what happens, okay? It's taking what we say we believe and applying it to everyday life and sharing it in everyday life. Does this choice support the life that I want in my walk with Jesus Christ? Let me give you some examples of that, okay? Just in real time, okay? This applies to new friends that we make. This applies to old friends that we have. This applies to any kind of romantic relationships. This applies to food choices and exercise choices. This applies to positive thoughts and negative thoughts. This applies to biblical application. This applies to conforming to the world or not. This applies to financial decisions, and the list goes on and on. If we say that we believe, church, let's apply it. Let me go back to that critical question, okay, about choice, about the choices that you and I literally have to make. Probably, probably many dozen of choices we have to make every day. Apply this. Does this choice support the life that I want as I walk with Jesus Christ? Let's go back to the text here, okay? Let's go back to the text. I'm going to look at verse 26. Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper here. Watch this. It says, and they were eating. Jesus took bread he blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Verse 27, Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. There it is. Now, church, I, I want you to take note about something, okay? Take careful note, okay? That Jesus did not say, okay, in verse 26, look at that again, you must take. He did not say that. He did not say that you have to do this. He puts the choice out there for the believer, for the follower for you and I, and says, take this and eat. This is my body. Nowhere does it say, I am forcing you to do this. And that's important. Let me continue, verse 27. And then Jesus takes the cup, and he gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. There it is. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. There it is. Drink from it, all of you. The text does not say you must 
or you have to do this now. No, no. He's knocking, church. He's inviting every one of us to choose to follow him, to choose this path that is forgiving, that is merciful, that is graceful, that is redemptive, that will literally change your life and, by the way, is very different from your own sinful nature and from conforming to the world. He says, do this. You see, it's a choice, church. Let me say this. You and I, literally, every day, okay, every day, we must choose to make it our response to how and what Jesus did for us on the cross at Calvary. Let me say that again, okay? It is a daily it can even be an hourly decision that you and I must choose in how we respond to what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross at Calvary. Let me turn over now to just a few chapters over. This is building in the last part of the Gospel of Matthew to Matthew 28. It's on the screen for you just in case you don't have the word with you. Okay, Jesus is giving the invitation, choose this way of life. Choose your life that includes me. <clears throat> now watch this. Chapter 28 in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus is risen. He defeated the giant of the grave. He defeated the giant of sin and death. He is risen in chapter 28. It goes through several verses here about different people seeing Jesus, okay? But the very last part of this gospel in chapter 28 is the Great Commission, okay? the Great Commission, where Jesus says, go forth and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It ends hopeful, and it ends, church, redemptive. But there's something that stood out to me about the Great Commission that I want to share with you that deals with choice that deals with choices that you and I are faced with every day. So let's back it up with the Word of God. Chapter 28, beginning with verse 16. It's on the screen here. It says this, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain, which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, watch this, they worshiped him. But some doubted. There it is. There it is right before us. There it is as clear as day. Jesus was risen. Some knew that. Some accepted that. Some took that in. And what did they do? 
they worshiped him. That's a choice, church. That's a choice that we have that Jesus invites us to accept. But as you can see here in the scriptures, it says, but some also made the choice to what? Doubt. To doubt. To make that choice to doubt, to not accept the resurrection of their Lord. You see, when you choose a life that is Jesus Christ, here's what you are choosing, church. You choose whether you are having a great moment in life or a great season in life or a very chaotic, disruptive season of your life, you are choosing when you choose Jesus Christ to trust in him. You see, you are choosing when you choose Jesus Christ to be hopeful in the midst of adversity, in the midst of darkness. When you choose Jesus Christ, you're not choosing anything less than. No, no. You choose abundant life. When you choose Jesus, here's what you're choosing. You're choosing to be redemptive in your thoughts and in your attitude and in your heart and in your very spirit. When you choose Jesus and the world does not understand this. This is foreign to the world. When you choose Jesus, you choose forgiveness. That is very contrary to how the world treats one another. When you choose Jesus, and I'll close with this, you choose to be different. Different in a holy way. Different in a contrary way to the world different to be better, better in Jesus Christ. Glory be to his name. Let me pray over us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, our Savior was at the table, and he was breaking bread, and he was offering the cup, and he's saying, choose. Choose this. Choose a life, my life. Carry it on. I'm not going to be with you in a bodily sense forever, but spiritually I will live on, not in your feet, not in your kneecaps, but in your heart. Let's choose Jesus and choose the path that is abundant and eternal life. Let us choose the cross, not death, but life. In his name we pray. Amen.